FOMO. Hello, FOMO sapiens. This is not going to be your standard FOMO sapiens episode where I have a quote from the guest and then I say who they are and then I introduce myself and then we have a theme song. It's all different this week. We're going to mix things up because I have something special to tell you about. And if you listen to After Hours on Monday, you already know this. And if you're not listening to After Hours, I highly encourage you to start listening to After Hours because it's a great space to talk about some other things. But on the episode, I talked to you about the fact that for the first time in my life, I have come out with a course, a course that's based on my 2016 book, The 10% Entrepreneur, Live Your Startup Dream Without Quitting Your Day Job. Now, I got a call from a company called Himalaya, which I had not heard of, but then when I did my research, I realized they're actually a pretty big deal. And they said, we want to do something with you. We want to do a course that is basically kind of like a podcast. So it is episodic, just like a podcast. And every episode is part of the course. And my course that I created about the 10% entrepreneur is 10 episodes. They're all about 15 or 20 minutes. And it really takes you into not just what I talk about the book. So the book is out there already. I hope you've read it. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you have. If you haven't, check it out if you're into that sort of thing. But the great thing about a course is you can go a lot deeper because I have learned so much in the four years since that book came out or five years now, I guess it's 2021. My goodness, how time flies. And I have learned so much. I've seen people doing these things. And so now I just have a lot more to say about the topic. And I also give you this handy uh, sort of ebook along with the course. So you have an, uh, a book that you can do your exercises in. So it's kind of helpful as you go through. So if you're thinking to yourself, well, I'd love to have the book too. Of course, I'm never going to tell you not to buy the book, but don't worry. I give you a workbook that will go along with the course and make everything just a little easier to accomplish. Now, I do want to tell you a little bit about Himalaya because I didn't know about them. And since I have myself, they're, they were nice enough to to send me their app and I've been checking it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, Whether you want to improve your emotional intelligence, your critical thinking skills, or you just want to level up in your career, Himalaya Learning offers the best educational experience that is audio-based, right? So it's not video, it's audio, and it's designed to inspire your ambition and build your skills on the go. And I think this is kind of cool because let's put it this way. I mean, yeah, we're all at home right now with COVID, but but I am always on the move or I'm just doing things around the house. So I don't really have the patience personally sometimes to watch videos. Sometimes I just prefer audio and I'm a major podcast addict. And so it sort of fits in for me. And the cool thing about, about these courses is that they're from people like podcaster Tim Ferriss, the marketing guru Seth Godin, New York Times bestselling author Malcolm Gladwell, who fun fact was my neighbor in my old apartment. So I'd see him around the neighborhood. So if you're listening, Malcolm, and um, you ever want to hang out, let me know. There are also courses from, of course, the famous Tesla CEO and entrepreneur Elon Musk and the judge for divorce court, Lynn Toller. That's among about 150 plus world-class instructors. And this includes people like Ivy League professors from places like Harvard Business School, Nobel Prize winners, all of these people. And they have this partnership with Big Things. So there's some thought leaders from there. And then little old me. And I don't love the term thought leader, frankly. I don't I don't know. It just sounds weird. But (laughs) I guess I can say that I'm a thought leader today. So thank you, Himalaya, for that. There is a big library of audio courses, and they're designed to fuel your professional and personal growth. And you get to tap into the world's greatest minds and their insights when you listen to the app. So that's pretty cool. And so how to be a part-time entrepreneur, you're going to hear the first episode right after this is available now exclusively on Himalaya Learning. And you can go get a 14-day free trial and check out the course at Himalaya.com slash part-time. That's P-A-R-T-T-A-M-E and use the promo code part-time at checkout. Okay. That's all you got to do. 
Go check it out. I would love to hear what you think, actually, because I'm really proud of this. I actually had a lot of fun making it and uh, I'd never done anything like that. So for me, it was like a whole new process. But I may do some in the future and I want to learn and get better. And so your feedback is invaluable to me. So check it out. Send me your feedback. Let's connect at patrickmcginnis.com, at PJ McGinnis on Twitter, Patrick J. McGinnis on Instagram. Let me know what you think if it's helpful to you. And uh, I look forward to your questions about the course. If you have questions, you can obviously reach out to me and I'll talk about them here on After Hours. So enjoy that first episode. Hopefully you'll like it. You'll go check out the full course and you will come back and let me know what you think. FOMO. Himalaya. Hi, this is Patrick McGinnis and you're listening to How to Be a Part-Time Entrepreneur, a Himalaya learning audio course. To listen to the rest of this course and others like it, go to Himalaya.com slash part-time and enter the promo code part-time, that's P-A-R-T-T-I-M-E, to get your first 14 days free. I hope to see you there. Okay, now on to the first lesson. The point of episodes one and two is simple, but I feel a lot of pressure to get it right because I'm here to convince you that you should become a part-time entrepreneur. Actually, let me take that back. I want to convince you that you have to be a part-time entrepreneur. There's no other option. You have to do it. And I'm telling you this out of my own experience. Over the last eight years, I have become an investor, an advisor, a founder of more than 20 different part-time ventures that have made me a lot of money and been a lot of fun. And it's not just me. This is a movement. People are doing this all over the country and all over the world. So there's never been a better time to get started. To show you why, I first need to talk about the three big trends that are completely redefining how we work and how entrepreneurship fits within your career and within your life. Now, let me warn you, the first one is pretty depressing. Don't worry though, the second one's pretty exciting, but unfortunately, the third one's pretty shocking. So, I want you to prepare yourself for a little bit of an emotional roller coaster in this lesson. Let me start with trend number one, that's the depressing one. I call this first trend, One job is never enough. Now, I want you to think back to the good old days, the good old days before the internet, before globalization, when your parents or maybe your grandparents or maybe even you were working in that corporate job or that government job, that stable job in corporate America or corporate wherever it is that you live. It was a different time. People worked in jobs that they expected to have for their entire careers. They would stay there for 20, 30, 40 years. They get that gold watch, collect the pension, retire, It was easy. It was a nice, predictable path, and all ships rose. Now, let's think about what careers are like today. First of all, most people don't even like their jobs. A 2015 Gallup study of the state of the American workforce found that nearly 70% of people are either not engaged or actively disengaged when it comes to their jobs. Another stat that I love is the fact that 91% of millennials expect to stay no more than three years in any particular job. And that pace, a typical worker will bounce around 20 or so times in the course of a career. So that stable job of the old days, clearly not in effect these days. In fact, over the last few decades, the old way of doing things, the mindset of work hard, keep your head down and move ahead, slowly disappeared. And frankly, it sounds a little boring, so I think that's okay, but still, It's not easy to navigate your career in the current age. And part of the reason that is the case is the fact that the global economy oscillates now from one economic crisis to another with disturbing regularity. 
In fact, there's been an acceleration in crises. When I was a kid, I remember back in 1987, the stock market crashed. In fact, I was investing fake money at school and the stock market club. And I remember looking at the newspaper the next day because that's how you found out the price of a stock and crying because my stock in IBM had crashed. Then, once I got out of college in the early 2000s, I remember the NASDAQ crash. Now, the NASDAQ fell from 5,000 to 1,300. Tech market crashed. Lots of companies went bankrupt. It was crazy. I was there for it, and I can tell you it was shocking. Then we had 2008, the global financial crisis, bigger than both of those, and I was working in the middle of that. I'll tell you about that later. And it was amazing to see entire companies disappear in the course of a weekend. And now we have 2020, the pandemic. I don't need to tell you more about that, but we'll get into it later. But here you see lots of crises. It's not like I remember after 2008, people saying, wow, this is such a crisis. It's once in a lifetime crisis. Not true. Crises have become common and it's really hard to avoid them no matter what you do for a living. Economic cycles aside though, it's nearly impossible to plan for the long term thanks to mergers, offshoring, globalization, outsourcing, and downsizing that continually shape the contours of the modern workplace. And that, my friends, is why one job is not enough. Because no matter what you do, whether it's a financial crisis, whether it's a merger, it's outsourcing, it's globalization, no industry has been untouched by the forces of technology and globalization. Just think about the people you know in your life. How many have avoided these things? Not very many. And the ones who do, by the way, according to the stats we talked about earlier, probably aren't even happy to begin with. Tudo bem, meus queridos fomos sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages, but I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Now, FOMO Sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. This leads to the happy trend. Trend number two, this is the one you can feel good about, and that is entrepreneurship FOMO. We are in the midst of a global entrepreneurship boom. Entrepreneurs are sprouting up everywhere, not just Silicon Valley or New York City, but the heartland of America, Europe, Asia, Africa, everywhere. And as a result, all of the other people who aren't yet entrepreneurs are feeling the FOMO. And that's why I call trend number two, entrepreneurship FOMO. But before we get to why that is so, let's look first at the statistics. The Global Entrepreneurship Monitor out of Babson College reported in 2019 that over 27% of adults in the United States were running their own businesses. And that is about double the rate of a decade ago. About 17% were managing new companies, that's companies that were less than three and a half years old, and that's up from 8% a decade ago, and it's the highest in the 20 years of the report. So we see a clear trend towards increasing numbers of entrepreneurs, not just in the US, of course, these numbers are focused on the US, but across the world. Now, why is that happening? What is going on? 
There are two factors that are driving the global entrepreneurship boom. The first is the stunning decline in what it costs to start a business. The second is the relative availability of financing. So let's get into each one of those. Let's start with the decline in the cost of starting a business because that is a big barrier to entry no matter where you live in the world. And I wanna tell you a story Early in my career, the year 2000, we're talking the first wave of startups. I remember investing in companies that wanted to build a website, which at the time was sort of new, and it would cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to get a website up and running. Now, compare that to what it costs to put a website into action today. It costs maybe $10 a month with Squarespace. It could be even free if you use the right service. And so that is an incredible, incredible reality. The cost of building digital businesses has declined asymptotically to almost zero in the space of 20 years. Kind of amazing. At the same time, think about another fun stat. The cost of a gigabyte of storage in the year 2001 was over $8,000. Today, basically, a gig of storage is free thanks to the cloud. Thanks, cloud. And so as a result of that and all of these other tools that we all use on a daily basis without even really thinking about it, things like Zoom and Facebook, Instagram, Squarespace, Google, Skype, because of all those tools, the cost of getting a business going is very, very low. In fact, we could get together, come up with an idea, put up a website, start promoting the idea or the business online using all those social networks that we use all the time, and potentially be selling a product within a couple of hours for minimum cost and minimum time invested. And that, my friends, is incredible. That is why we are seeing a global entrepreneurship boom. And if you're feeling a little depressed today, I gotta tell you, just remember that because that is great news for anybody who's ever wanted to start a business and work for themselves. Now, beyond the decline in the cost of starting a business, we see also the fact that financing for startups is much more available than it used to be. 20 years ago, if you wanted to start a business, you had to get on a plane and go to Silicon Valley and talk to some venture capitalists and raise millions of dollars to get it going. Now, sure, Silicon Valley still writes checks to investors and they're big checks, but you and I, if we want to start our little business, we don't need to go anywhere. We can start it with no money or if we decide we need some more money to get going, we can actually look within our own community. And in fact, we see angel investors who are people that invest in the early and youngest companies, just little amounts of money, they live all over the world. There are angel groups everywhere today. And I've traveled all over the world. I've met with angel investors everywhere from the United States to Africa to Asia. There are people all over the world who are investing in startups because you don't need to be a millionaire to invest in a startup anymore. In fact, you don't even really need to be a hundred thousandaire as we're going to talk about later. And so I just want you to keep that in mind that these angels, these people who are investing in startups are also a big part of why we're seeing entrepreneurship everywhere these days. It's a big part of why you can become a part-time entrepreneur. We're going to talk about that in depth later on. On, but I just want you to remember that that's a big trend and that's also part of the good news. And so if you think about the good news, the fact that starting a business is very inexpensive, the fact that there is investment around every corner, that is why you can find entrepreneurs everywhere. That's why probably the next door neighbor's kid is starting a business out of his bedroom. Um, that's why your cousin started a business in her dorm room. That's why your aunt is selling things on Etsy from her house across town. Now, as a result of this, there is a sort of conventional wisdom out there that everybody should start a company, and that is the entrepreneurship FOMO. If you're watching all these people starting businesses and you're sitting at home working every day, you may think to yourself, wow, I'm really missing out on this opportunity to have the freedom and the wealth generation that I could have as an entrepreneur. And this is promoted by an industry of 
people who make money off of convincing you that entrepreneurship is this wonderful dream that all of us should be pursuing, whether that's people selling courses. And by the way, this is not a course that's trying to convince you that it's easy to be an entrepreneur. I can promise you that. You'll see that throughout the entire course. This is not about getting rich quick. This is about getting rich. Or television shows, Shark Tank and Silicon Valley. It's the movies like The Social Network. It's all of the podcasts, the millions of podcasts that promote entrepreneurship without talking about its realities. And by the way, uh, that is not my show, FOMO Sapiens. Beyond that, there are huge companies that have raised billions of dollars that are promoting this entrepreneurial dream in a way that's totally unrealistic. In fact, WeWork, which all of you know, was an entire empire built on this notion that we should all be entrepreneurs. And I call this between the Shark Tanks and the WeWorks entrepreneurship porn. It's what convinces you that hustle and hard work and eating ramen and going without is somehow going to make you rich someday. Not so fast, because this is what the entrepreneurship industry wants you to believe. But unfortunately, that is not the truth. And this takes us to trend number three. This is the shocking one I mentioned earlier, and that is called the entrepreneurship myth. Now, I call this trend the entrepreneurship myth because the idea that everyone should be an entrepreneur, that they should give into their entrepreneurship FOMO is based on logic that ignores entrepreneurship's dirty little secret. The statistics tell us and this is super important, so pay attention now. The statistics tell us that if you are an entrepreneur, the chances are that you are likely to fail. Now, failure rates that are reported in the media are all over the place. In fact, today I was reading that 90% of new businesses fail, but there was no source, so who really knows? But I can tell you this, the best study I've found is one out of Harvard Business School that was put together by Professor Shikhar Ghosh, who looked at the fate of over 2,000 startups that had at least raised a Series A of financing. Now, a Series A isn't given to a company that's just an idea on paper. No, when you raise Series A financing, that means that you have have a product, an idea, you're ready to go, and Series A money helps you to scale up what you're doing. So it's not just a fancy idea on a PowerPoint. Even so, even though these businesses were at a somewhat sort of advanced stage vis-a-vis just an idea, Shikhar Ghost reported having tracked these companies over a decade that 75% of them did not deliver their promised returns to investors, while about 30 to 40% returned no capital at all. They lost everything. So there you go. 30 to 40% fail entirely, and about three quarters don't reach the goals that have been set for them back when investors invest their capital. And so that is a reality of entrepreneurship. Those are the cold, hard numbers. And that's okay, because the process of being an entrepreneur, starting new companies, is one that entails risks. And in fact, the entrepreneurial process is one where you fail, try something new, pivot, try something again, maybe fail again, maybe fail 100%. But that is why it's so rewarding when you succeed. And it's also why it's so risky and why entrepreneurship porn is so damaging and why falling victim to your entrepreneurship FOMO is not a good idea because you don't know what you're getting yourself into. And that's the thing about FOMO. Now, as many of you know, I created the term FOMO, fear of missing out, and it's based on the perception that there's something better out there for you than what you're doing at the minute it combined with a fear of being excluded from a beneficial experience. And that's what happens when you have entrepreneurship FOMO. You see that bright, shiny object, that money, the wealth, the autonomy, and it looks great, but you have no idea how much of what you're seeing and hearing is real versus what it would be like to actually do that. And so that, my friends, is why I was always really afraid of being a full-time entrepreneur. I was afraid of failing. 
And you should be too. A lot of times we feel bad about not wanting to be a full-time entrepreneur. I certainly did. I saw friends of mine from business school who went off and started companies and were working in these exciting endeavors. And that just wasn't for me. I was too afraid. And that's why I had to find reasons to not feel bad about being a full-time entrepreneur. And that's why now having explored these three trends, the fact that one job is never enough, entrepreneurship FOMO, and the entrepreneurship myth, I want to turn back and talk about reality. And this is the fact that it's okay not to want to be a full-time entrepreneur. I want to give you permission. I gave myself permission. I want to give you permission today. And I want to give you the four reasons why it's perfectly okay to not want to be a full-time entrepreneur. Let's start with number one, lifestyle. The lifestyle of a full-time entrepreneur is terrible. You look at rates of depression and divorce, they're much higher than in the general population, and you work all the time. And that is something that is not for everybody. So if you don't love working all the time, if you don't like stress, if you want to keep your hair, maybe full-time entrepreneurship just isn't for you, okay? Number two, you can ruin your finances. So you make less money when you're working as an entrepreneur. I mean, one day, if you have that big payout, obviously, you're going to make a lot of money. But even so, the average startup, and I've looked at these stats, and it's a great example of this is the Twitters and the Facebooks, but also the small companies. The average startup takes seven years to go from that first fundraising to the exit. And in the meantime, you got to find a way to pay the bills, and that's not easy. And that's why a lot of people who become entrepreneurs come from family money. They have a source of of capital behind them. They have family members who can help them pay the bills. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way, nothing wrong with that. But for the rest of us, it can be really hard to pay the bills in the meantime. A third, you do not yet have the right idea. It may be that you are destined to be a full-time entrepreneur, and that's fantastic, but you just don't have the right idea yet. And there's a great study that Inc. Magazine did where they pulled their Inc. 500, and they found that 71% of founders in the Inc. 500 had found their idea for their company based on problems they faced while working at previous jobs. So it may be that you're going to become an entrepreneur one day, but you're just waiting for that special day when you're working, you see something it doesn't quite work and you decide, you know what, I can do it better and you go off and launch your business. But until then, sit tight because full-time entrepreneurship isn't right for you. And the fourth one, you're probably going to fail. As I talked about this earlier, failure is so difficult. We love to celebrate the hero's journey of the entrepreneur, that entrepreneur who suffered and lived off their credit cards and lived in a basement at their parents' house and struggled. And then one day became a billionaire and they're flying around on that private jet. But that is the outlier. That is not the norm. And we don't talk about the entrepreneur that fails and fails and fails again and ends up stuck in that basement forever. Depressing, shocking, I know, but it's reality. Now we're getting to the end of the lesson. And so what I want to do now is recap and tell you exactly what we're going to talk about in the next lesson. So as you recall, in this lesson, we talked about three big trends that are shaping the global workforce and careers. And that's that one job is never enough. Uh, there's the entrepreneurship FOMO phenomenon and the entrepreneurship myth. And these basically mean that jobs, traditional careers are not stable, so you can't really rely on them. But at the same time, entrepreneurship looks great on paper. We all want to do it because of the FOMO. But the reality is that you're likely to fail. And as a result, it's okay to 
not want to be a full-time entrepreneur because of the lifestyle, because it's bad on your finances, because you may not have the right idea yet, and because you're probably going to fail. And that's why in the next lesson, I'm going to talk to you about my approach to solving this problem, becoming a 10% entrepreneur. And that's where you combine the stability of your day job with the excitement of entrepreneurship. You bring those two things together and you build something for yourself that you can take anywhere you go. That's what this course is about. So get ready for lesson two, why you should become a part-time entrepreneur. I'll explain 10% entrepreneurship and we'll get into the reasons why you need to do this. And then in the following episodes, we'll explain exactly how to do it. And while I'm not trying to sell you some entrepreneurship porn, or I guess part-time entrepreneurship porn, I can tell you this. If you follow this course, you can start today building your part-time entrepreneurship portfolio. It's a process. You will learn the steps. And no matter what you do for a living, no matter what your day job is, no matter what your dreams are, you can do it. Because part-time entrepreneurs aren't born, they're made. So if you stick around for the next lesson, all the lessons after that, we can work together to make you into a 10% entrepreneur. Now, included in this course are some resources you can use as you go along. I have two PDFs for you. One is a workbook and one is a list of due diligence questions. So you'll be checking those out as you go along. They're both great resources and they will help you as you go. Also find additional resources on my website. That's patrickmcginnis.com and in the book, The 10% Entrepreneur, Live Your Startup Dream Without Quitting Your Day Job. What you just heard was How to Be a Part-Time Entrepreneur, a Himalaya Learning Audio Course. To listen to the rest of the course and others like it, go to Himalaya.com slash part-time and enter the promo code part-time, that's spelled P-A-R-T-T-I-M-E, to get your first 14 days free. I hope to see you there.